Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. Yo tengo casi 33 años de ser, de ser forense. Nunca había visto una, una escena así. In spring 2021, reporter Brian Avelar launched an investigation that began in the depths of a grave dug by a serial killer and ended with the government forcing him and other journalists to flee El Salvador. Sonoro and Revista Factum present Humo, Murder and Silence in El Salvador. The story behind a country where the truth and its citizens' rights are buried under the weight of power. Señor Ministro. Listen to Umo, Murder and Silence in El Salvador, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles away. As a parent, no matter how old your child is, you worry when they are far away from home. On May 20th, 1979, a woman fell to her death while thousands of miles away in Saudi Arabia. Her father would work tirelessly until the day he died to try and figure out what really happened to Helen Smith. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Helen Linda Smith, born January 3rd, 1956, was a nurse who was working at the Batch Hospital in Jada in 1979. She was only one of a few British people that she knew living in Saudi Arabia. So when a fellow British couple invited her to a party, she accepted. Dr. Richard Arnott, who was a doctor at the hospital where Helen worked, and his wife Penny were hosting a farewell party for New Zealand diver Tim Hayter in their sixth floor flat on May 20th, 1979. A party that Helen was happy to attend. When she arrived, she discovered that not only was she one of only two women at the party, but that there was a large amount of homemade wines, gin, and black market whiskey. Now, normally a party with alcohol is commonplace, but Saudi Arabia was a dry country, so all of these drinks were not only forbidden, but highly illegal. At some point during the party, Penny Arnott began having sex with the diver, and the party quickly began to spiral into a strange and dangerous direction. No one knows what really happened that night. 
What they do know is that the following morning, Helen Smith's body was found in the street 70 feet below the party where she attended. The 23-year-old was still fully clothed, but her underwear was partially off while just a few feet away, 35-year-old Johannes Otten, a Dutch tugboat captain, was found impaled on the railings, his underwear around his thighs. The Saudi law enforcement concluded that the couple was having sex on the balcony, an act strictly forbidden between unmarried people, and must have fallen to their deaths. The British Foreign Office endorsed the conclusion and attempted to wipe their hands of the tawdry crime. But little did they know that there was one man who would ensure Helen's death was never forgotten and would fight to get answers until the day he died, her father, Ron Smith. Ron was a retired law enforcement officer and found the manner of her death hard to believe. He worked with various other organizations to try and get answers to the inconsistencies in the crime. One of these inconsistencies was the injuries Helen suffered. They were not consistent with the fall and there were signs that she was roughly handled, possibly even sexually assaulted. In rigor mortis, her arms were at an angle over her head that would have been impossible if she had fallen alive. Not to mention that blow to her head was one that would have simply rendered her unconscious and not consistent with a fall. So, with this information in hand, Ron began to hypothesize that Helen was raped, murdered, and then carried out onto the street to make it seem as though she had fallen off of the balcony. Not just that, but her death was part of a cover-up by the security services of both Britain and Saudi Arabia provoked by a diplomatic crisis between the two. And who did Ron believe killed his daughter? Dr. Richard Arnott, the host of the party that evening. Over the years, Ron accumulated enough information on the crime for a 62-page dossier with statements from various professionals. And not just that, but he kept Helen's body unburied and stored in the Leeds General Infirmary for 30 years on the chance that there was a break in the case that needed her body for examination. Hers was the longest a body has ever been stored without burial in the United Kingdom. Many disagreed with Ron's new mission in life. His marriage imploded, his remaining children became estranged, and many looked at him like a pariah. But he carried on. For Ron, there was no end to the story until he got acknowledgement from the British authorities that there was more to his daughter's death. That it was, in fact, murder. His campaign, while at a stall, did change the rules regarding inquest into violent or unnatural deaths abroad. With Helen's death, the West Yorkshire coroner declined to hold an inquiry, claiming it was outside of his jurisdiction. But Ron became instrumental in the changing laws affecting these practices, though in his particular case, the jury returned an open verdict that offered him little closure or hope to solve Helen's murder. But this ruling did affect thousands of other cases, most notably the postmortems of Princess Diana. Ron Smith fought for his daughter until 2009, when his ex-wife's pleas were finally answered. Ron was ill, and the family wanted to bury Helen while both parents were able to attend her funeral. She was cremated on November 9, 2009, more than 30 years after her death. As for the others at the party, the death and scandal behind Helen's death left lasting impressions on their lives. 
Penny Arnott, after news leaked of her affair, became a pariah and Saudi authorities found her guilty of unlawful intercourse. Richard Arnott was sentenced to 80 strokes of the cane for illegally supplying alcohol, as well as a year for letting his wife talk and dance with another man. Both sentences were never carried out, and Richard went on to write a book about how the case ruined his life called Arabian Nightmare. Ron Smith died on April 15, 2011, and with him, the fight to find his daughter's killer. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear a terrible thing happened on May 21st. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.